in a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. And bear with me through the intro if it's making pop noises or things like that. I'm recording this at home. The episode is not like this. The episode sounds great. This is just for the intro. I'm just at home putting this together. But the rest of it we recorded in studio. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. And we read their scripts. Today I'm joined by the very funny Brandon Collins. Uh, Brandon has been on here before. Today, Brandon has never seen Dances with Wolves, but he rewrote it, and we read his script. Brandon is the host of the Medium Popcorn Podcast. He is also the host of Drunk Black History. He's so funny. We have a wonderful time with Brandon's script. I'm also joined uh, by Danny Jollis, who is back on here once again, whom we love. So you'll enjoy this episode. We take on Brandon's script. We talk a lot up top, and then we get into his script, rewriting Dances with Wolves. And it's just a good time. And I want to let you guys know, if you are in Los Angeles or Kansas City, I'm going to be uh, working on a show called Hard to Say, which is about trigeminal neuralgia and this whole brain disease situation, everything that that's entailed for me over the years. So, you know, a notoriously funny topic. Uh, go to kyleairs.com. June 12th, it's at the Lyric Hyperion in Los Angeles. June 28th, I'm at the ship in Kansas City, which is a very cool venue. I'm very excited about that. And that's kind of all I got going on for the comedy. Um, you know, I'm also running Movie Trivia, sort of, once again, June 26th in Los Angeles with Secret Movie Club. Basically, to see everything I got going on, go to kyleairs.com. And, you know, hit us up on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash it. I do want to give a shout-out to Logan, uh, James, Heidi H., Brandon P., Devin, Matt M., um, Daniel D, Hannah S, Jerry L, K, Brianna M, Trevor, Quinn P, uh, Jesse M, Eric S, Lacey A, Vanessa T, Chris J, all the folks who, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what is it called? Subscribe to our physical stuff, uh, shoutouts and more tier. So if you hit up that tier, I'm actually going to be mailing you guys some before and afters, mashup stickers and some other things. Once I, I, I get these before and after stickers, they're caught in copyright limbo, but they'll be here shortly. Those will be going out. You can subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash never seen it. And, you know, we've got early episodes, bonus episodes, extended episodes. There, a lot was cut out of this one. It was just so long. That's all up on there. It's just a few bucks a month. And at our physical stuff tier, you were, I'm going to send you stuff, physical things. And I'll get shout outs on the podcast a lot more. Anyways, enjoy. Brandon Collins has never seen Dances with Wolves. Um, and, you know, come out to Kansas City and, and Los Angeles. Yeah? It's I, I started the thing. To the, oh. It's okay. You can still say compliments now that I'm recording. This is just for me. <laughs> this is so It's for my Kyle so only Patreon to a microphone, where I just go home and masturbate to people saying nice things about me. <laughs> this is so embarrassing to say to a microphone, but I really like your setup. And Thank you. If I ever return to podcasting. This I is it? You're more well, because I tried to do it in my fucking house. Yeah. And hey, it's fucking hard. It's really hard to do a podcast these days. Yeah. I have it all set up in my basement, so that's great. But it's so it's like a creepier version of whatever you got going on here because <laughs> it's in a basement. Uh, you know. We like I looked on Craigslist, and that's where I found this. If you can believe Craigslist, oh, let me um, tell you. If you can believe in Craigslist, when I first came to to L.A., 
and New York, but particularly LA. I did everything off Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in New York when you're like getting started, like oh. getting gigs and trying to find some a couch. Dude. Oh, I mean, I ran a whole show off Craigslist. That first comes love show. I mean, that's a little different. Anyway. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. I mean, that's a, um, that's but a, it was Craigslist used to have some, <laughs> yeah, some legitimacy <laughs> to it. I would argue. I okay. don't feel like it was dangerous back in the day. I feel like that has grown mm. over time. I feel like initially everybody was into the to just doing what Craigslist was. Yeah, I, I think uh, the rise of like digital scams and yes. things like that. I think at a certain point, people, the scammers were like, "Wait a second, Craigslist is fucking unregulated." Hotter. Right. And it's literally only poor too. people showing up. You're here. telling me if I know what three sidewalks are, I can do anything I want on here? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it became that. But I claimed my early days. I got my car, my first car in LA off Craigslist. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Bought it off a dude. My, uh, How much did you buy it for, if you don't mind? A couple thousand bucks. It was, oh, okay. it, was a, it was a. Do you remember this, Kyle? My Pontiac Sunfire? Yeah. yeah. My green Pontiac Sunfire. Bought it off Craigslist. It was his mom's car. She hadn't driven in forever. Okay. And like we did the thing where like we met up at a mechanic. Sure. Mechanic with But that's he, great. He was like, it was great. It was great. It was couldn't have been a better experience. Me, Andrew Lopez accompanied me because we were like, let's have someone with me so I don't yep. get murdered. Exactly. And Andrew Lopez, who I'd like met like two days before, came with me <laughs> and I bought that car. And it was a great exchange. Yeah. I mean, I have in such an interesting relationship with Craigslist comedy, the closer on my album is a 15 minute story about buying something off Craigslist. Mm-hmm. That was a little much going with, not going with the jacket. I, well, I thought about taking it off and I said, man, keep, keep it on. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little toasty. And I really hope everybody, you know, experiences that moment that I had. If it gets too warm, I can turn the air conditioning. No, on. this is, this is, I would say my lowest, like, but the, one of the low key best parts of the studio is it's very far from, it's at the very end of the, air conditioning duct mm. so i can have it on during a recording and you don't hear it Ooh. oh that's nice which is good about to get real great in la oh yeah um Especially which is sort for los is angeles this, is this technically oh. the valley still i think this is the valley yeah i think it's if you north could hollywood. i always okay. define would we count north hollywood as the valley i, I would studio city is the valley i count it uh it what if the minion's looking at you you're in the valley <laughs> if the minion <laughs> is not looking at you you're not in the valley you're in uh, the city that is such a good way to put it for people who don't know, for people who, you know, for people who don't know, don't know about figure the it out. No, <laughs> in uh, Universal Studios, which is basically on the cut through of what makes the Valley, yes. right? The, the 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 mountains, Griffith Park, all this stuff divides Los Angeles from the Valley. There is a minion who, not hyperbole, is seventy feet tall. Yes, peeking over Universal Studios, he's the size of Hogwarts. Yes, yeah, one minion. Have you yet been to this Mario getting Mario? Yeah, yeah. Post? I've actually I've been never been to Universal. Times. Is it good? Uh, it's all right. It's small. It's very small. And there's only one ride. Um, yeah, it's 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 fine. That's how I felt about um, the Hogwarts there. Yeah, um, the Hogwarts here is not great compared to, to Orlando. Orlando is dope because they have two parks and they have a train that goes between the parks. It's fully immersive. Like I'm a big Harry Potter nerd and shit. Same here. Uh, and it's fucking amazing compared to. What you got to give a props to DeSantis. Child? What? What's up? Uh, I haven't seen Curtis Child. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Curtis Child. I was like, is this like a jazz guy I don't know? <laughs> like is that very Curtis much Mayfield's brother? <laughs> um, a different father? I, I have never made it out to Universal before, except to go to the movie theater. Oh, it's it's a good oh. it's a good day. Yeah. 
Because the, yeah. the, the one ride is great. The one Harry Potter ride is great, particularly mm-hmm. before they lamed it up. <laughs> Back when it was unregulated and kids were having seizures on it, it was a fucking dude. Oh, what geez. happened? Yeah, because it's very like a, <laughs> it like lifts you up in a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. you'll appreciate this though. Uh-huh. Uh, like the last, second to last time I went, the Harry Potter ride, like so it takes you all through all the worlds and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where there's the mentors. Mm-hmm. And the ride, I had to wait two hours to get on it because the ride kept shutting down. And when we got on it, it shut down, and I was right under a Dementor for oh, two wow. minutes <laughs> in pitch black, except for Dementor just shining. And it was the most terrifying thing I've ever That's crazy. Yeah. So when you go to Universal, it's sort of like, I've never been to Disney World or Land either. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm all 30. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up and go to Disneyland. Grow up and go to Disney. It's I've been to an Angels game. Is I've that the yelled same? about this a no. hundred times. I've yelled about it on stage. These adults who are like, I never fuck go to Disney. Grow up. I think the problem is the, right, the stigma that's put on by adults who are Disney yes, makes every, it tough. You have yeah, to get welcome past to that. The, yeah, in sports, there's people punching each there's other. There's no bad sports fans. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> everything has bad people. The, the, it is to me, grow up. When you become a real adult is the day you're like, yeah, I'm also going to enjoy Disney World. Yeah. What am I? I'm and I can buy whatever the fuck I want. Like, I don't like late waiting in line. Yeah, I'll fucking drink it. I'll fucking drink there. I drink so Oh, much. yeah. yeah you, you put some liquor in a butter beer. It's yeah. fucking How much uh, money do I need to allocate just for myself to have a nice time? At, which one's here? Land? Is land in Florida? Is here. It, how much money should I, for the ticket, for drink, for the whole thing? A thousand bucks? No, I would no. say you could get away with 400. 400. 400, because okay. if it's just you, you don't need the fast pass. So then you just get the ticket to the park. And then you splurge on like well, you want a friend. If you're, you want a friend. If you're alone, can you skip the lines? You, you can. Need a single rider, but single you don't want to. But you don't want to do that. See, this so, is the thing. My wife happen. does it all the time. And if does there's a ride, ride that I don't want to go on, she's like single ride. She goes. She gets in real quick. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. My my wife and I we're we're a unit. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, you, we move as one. <laughs> we turn into a weird marital podcast all of a sudden. We did do our honeymoon partially in Disney World, and let me tell you, oh, it was a great time. Nice. We had a blast. Which part? The last part. What does that mean? You said partially. Yeah, so we did what we were going to do, and now we're into it. So we were going to do Barbados Disney World. That was going to be our honeymoon. Oh, I then booked a commercial, fucked up the Barbados part, classic me. So then, <laughs> and that was I like that you booked moment. a commercial, and so the part you couldn't do was the destination, but instead you can still drive to part of it. Well, it was, no, so Disney World's in Florida. Oh, Disney World. Mm, yep. Disney World's in Florida. So um, so it was not beloved. It was not, a, it was not one of my highlights in the household. Uh, <laughs> but then it was okay. We 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 pivoted. Um, but we did we did four days in Disney World uh, in a park a day, and it was yeah, awesome. which is bigger, right? The or yeah, Florida one's bigger. Parks. Oh, this yeah. is why this is a huge and, deal for Florida. What's going on right now? If they lose Disney, that's pretty much it. But Miami for that, I right? really believe. I I wonder how much money it would cost Disney, but it would be the greatest slam dunk of all time. If, if they moved it to Atlanta, like, if they were like, yeah, they're like okay. outside Georgia, I Macon think, or something. I think Atlanta, they could, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of states that have. I mean, but Atlanta is, is like how right. Fast could they move? Because it's going to take a long. time. It took them what fifty years to build it. Well, they also, I mean, they do have a special jurisdiction thing that is like really cool, and and it allows them. But it's like they're not doing anything bad in there. I mean, what are we doing? It is it is a wild choice. But the amount of jobs. It's like one of the one of the benefits going. I mean, to it might be one of the shocks if like because the time it would take to rebuild it, it's yes. going to be insane. Like the, it would destroy the floor. I would just think yes. that Which it might be the enjoy. single. I don't know if there's like I know Walmart is like the largest employer in the United States, which is a very United States thing, or at least one of them, right? I, I don't know if there's any single place that is a bigger employer in the United States than Disney 
there. Part of part like of where else fun. would be that many in one spot? The government in DC? Like uh, I feel like it's that level that. of, it's of density. That. It's got more than that. It, it, Disney World in particular, when you start doing. It's like part of the fun of going to Disney as an adult is you start to just you're constantly doing the math of like, okay, there's 75 employees just this right here. Yep. How many people play like, uh, I almost said Princess Diana. I don't think that's a Disney princess. Um, <laughs> she's back in the vault. Uh, how many <laughs> How many she people, how many Jasmines are at Disney World? So there's not, I mean. It's not just one, it's right? You don't have to one. go find oh, her. But they never are near each other. There's at least right? six. Oh, there's only one. There's only not just near each other. There's only one Jasmine in the park at any time. Yeah, but there's six that rotate probably. In the like, park at any time. There's only one, one Jasmine. You can't have two Jasmines meet. That well, ever since she got the vaccine, they cloned her. Well, of course. Um, I just am fascinated by, with all, I really think, I don't, Disney can afford to do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will leave Florida. It would cost them a lot of money, but it would be such a fucking slam. It would be, it would decimate their economy. As what you if, said, it would decimate their economy. What if LA, if LA were really, really smart, I mean, they don't have the land, I don't think, to pull this off, but they would just be like, we're moving all the stuff to Disneyland and expanding. Oh, just to Disney they Universe? Don't the, they don't, have, they don't the, have the land, right? No, the only thing, they would have to, basically what they would have to do is they'd have to go up to like where Six Flags is. Okay. And like that shit. Oh, like north. Yeah, they'd have to go north and like buy a massive plot. That would be a fun monorail, though. The PCH Disney uh, monorail. Oh. And then every time on the monorail, they play uh, the the parody from The Simpsons. <laughs> Let me ask you a couple more questions about Disney. Can you go on that ball? That at Disney ball? is that the ball that looks like a golf ball? Yeah, there's a ride yeah, inside yeah. of it. You okay. Clown. That's that's not Space Mountain. What no, no, no. It's a, adve- uh, it's a sp- adventure space, whatever. Yeah. It's like you, you learn shit in there. And yeah. then they do sort of this thing where they update rides to be about more more modern movies and things. Yeah, right, right. Well, they the update rides. They also have new rides. I mean, I, I when we, when I was there, they had the Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one. And it used to be Tower of Terror, right? No, no, no. So they in so there's that one, but yeah. then in and actually in Disney currently in Disney so many. in Disney World there it is Tower of Terror. Got it. Which is. But then is that the um, where you just new, fall? Yeah, there's a new your... Guardians ride. Oh, like okay. roller coaster that's like not yet public. It's like a one you have to like get access. Is to. that the one where they let you torture the little raccoons? Yeah, you get to torture the raccoons. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! And it's <laughs> fucking awesome because like you hear them scream and like it feels like they're screaming. <laughs> Kyle's there's only one raccoon right in the park yeah. at any point though. That's the thing. They can't have two raccoons. Me. Um, uh, it is maybe the best roller coaster I've ever been on. Oh wow! It's nice. like. It's one of those things where like there's a there's an element to it that the second they do it, the second it happens, you're like, fucking Disney. Like, like they do the thing where you're like, of course. You're like, oh, that's such a good idea for a roller coaster. How much would it cost to buy my photo after a ride? Dude, that's like twenty bucks. It's not that bad. Not that bad Here's this so I went to this LA. Well, actually if you want to get the, the themed frame. Right, stuff, right. You know. Um, we should I get know. into the podcast though at some point. But I think talking about Disney's all right. If they lo- if they leave Florida, what a day! Disney makes movies. Here's a f- my, one of my favorite things I've seen is because I, I I got a lot of downtime now. I'm not traveling as much. You know, I'm kind of like sitting at home. Um, I will get into so it'll be like Disney. It might leave Florida. You go to the comments and it's all these people from Florida. Like good, and you're like, oh, oh you. How are you going to vote against your own interest in a Facebook comment well, section, well, bro? People they, always but, vote against their own yeah, interests. They're like, fucking crazy. Well, it's also like they don't understand. I mean, look, I, I think that... It'll help traffic, like that sort of thing. You're well, like, you don't drive anywhere. Listen, you're legally well, blind. Well, it's also... 
everybody right now Woo. Is, is doing this, right? This is everybody's world. Like everybody's. If you guys can't tell, Jan- Danny's doing the jerk off motion. <laughs> I would never. I'm a clean <laughs> comedian. Um, there, everybody's just worried about themselves. So if you don't actively work at Disney, right, you're going. Sure. Why would I need it here? Yeah. Now, of course, if you go like and just open it up a little bit, you go if. If Disney leaves, the amount of money going into the economy leaves, the amount of people who live there leaves, you know, yeah, your thing. But whatever industry you're in in Florida is about to suffer tremendously because right. there's yep. so much less money. I don't work for Disney. I own a restaurant. How would that be affected by people not showing up anymore? Exactly. And so it's tough. And and um, but I listen. This is also. I mean, listen. This is also a problem in California. The amount of people I see voting, where I'm like, you're voting against what we need right now. Like it's very clear sure. what we need in this state. So it's like, it goes both ways. This is why every time, I vote three or four times every election just to make sure I cover all bases. Smart. You can find ballots in pretty much any mailbox, which I think legally is public property. Am I being detained right now? You can't film me. 100%. So I will just am I being pop some out. Legally um, so. I like I to say, am I being detained while voting? I got to tell you, that's so funny. I, I was talking about this last night on stage to a crowd that could not have given less of a shit. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I was on a little rant and I was like, I was like, my TikTok right now is all... Am I being detained videos? I, I, here's, sovereign I see stuff citizens. like that. Yes. So, the old, I hate yeah. cops. I, uh-huh. I hate, I hate the, pol- but I will watch a sovereign citizen get pulled over for driving without a license plate. And I will love the entire video. I'm, They're like, I'm traveling, not driving. And a cop's like, what are you fucking doing? And you just see the cop being like, <laughs> yeah. I would like to see your supervisor. He's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll call another. I don't have a license. I'm traveling, not driving. What do you even mean? Yeah. Oh, and then the the moment of shock when they're like, "Cool, you're gonna be arrested." And they're like, "Wait, wait, now, sorry. Now, wait, wait, now, hold on." Or they're always like, "Call my lawyer." It's like, "Weird, you have a lawyer? I thought you were a sovereign citizen. You have some American lawyer." It's wild. someone like when a car like pull all their belongings and like junk <laughs> flew away. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Like, really? <laughs> you seem to have that number memorized. So this has come up. Yeah, yeah I don't know. sovereign citizens. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. I'm like, look, don't kill him if you're the cop. But, like, this is hilarious. Well, I mean, I I also think it's everybody should watch it because, like, I do think cops have an incredibly difficult job. I am somebody who, like, has cops in my family. I really, I get it. There's good cops, there's bad cops. And watching those, you're like, oh, yeah, so much of their job is a fucking nightmare. I mean, it is. you yeah. forget how much their job is. But the cops, the cops in your family, though, like, because my wife has fa- uh, cops in her family, mm-hmm. and they're all psychopaths. So how no, do, mine are like psychopaths. Like, so what are their first last name addresses? <laughs> <laughs> just doing a thing. I'm writing a thing for the school numbers? paper. Um, I just think uh, uh, we do ask cops. I, I've spent most of my adult life living in New York or Los Angeles. The cops are asked to do so many things that aren't their jobs mm-hmm. that it's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, you know, everything, everything, everything is a police officer. There's a guy walking down the middle of the street. Police officers. Everyone's calling. Everyone weaponizing the police for their own little personal things. Well, but then you go- I think sovereign citizens should be killed. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be illegal. Where's their passport? They're not a person. They're not a person. <laughs> They're not a person. They're, They're not a the uh, Here's what you want to say. Oh, you're a sovereign citizen. Spell that. <laughs> oh man. Spell that, and you can drive away for free in your Sonata. I don't even think some Americans could spell sovereign. I can't though. spell citizen. And by the way, I just on the cops weaponizing thing. I was doing the jack off. I'm about to go back to this thing. As long as there's as many guns in this country as there are, how do you de-weaponize them? You have to. Mm-hmm. We have to de-weaponize the country, and then we can de-weaponize the cops. But right now, it's like, how do you send a cop without a ton of things? I mean, people have the things. Sure. I always like. Uh, I think it's Neil Brennan has that joke about talking about the Second Amendment and 
Uh, Neil Brennan has that joke talking about social issues. You know the one? Uh, now, is he <laughs> now, is he holding objects or is he running from microphone to microphone? In uh, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's something like, look, everyone can keep whatever guns they want to have your militia. Once a year, you have to test the militia against the military. So he's like, we'll make it a holiday. It'll be militia versus military. So it'll be, I don't know, like 800 guys with guns and then like one army guy with a button. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, and we'll have everyone report on it. And so it'll be like the army guys will be like, I got AK, I got AR-15. I'm about to go. And then he's like, and then here's a so-and-so from the military. He's like, yeah, I don't know if this is fair. I have a drone. Um, they're all standing in a group for some reason. <laughs> He's like, so, you know, once a year, just test out the militia just to make sure. That's very funny. My favorite bit about uh, He's so good. guns is uh, Bill Burr when he talks about um, like people that just have guns to protect themselves in their house. And he's like, what do you think is going to actually happen? Like, you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, someone's intruding in your room, and then it's like, you know all the things we have to go through mentally yeah. just to try to shoot the gun? And the amount. It's so cr- funny. I mean, listen, I could go. I could, I could do a full hour just talking about the brilliance of how Bill Burr tells a joke and uses the microphone and noises to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that joke is a all-time example yep. of that dog <laughs> Go back to bed. And then yeah. the flashing of the gun. The flash just, <laughs> the guy. I mean, just the way yeah. he tells, like, what he does with a microphone, I could teach an hour on. Of like that do guy it right is now. the most creative. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to read the helicopter <laughs> joke. I'll do the hel- a helicopter joke right now. What he does with the microphone, okay. the helicopter joke, all time great. What was that? It was just the mo- the soundboard saying okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I get so nerdy about stand up. It's no um, problem. All right, well, we should go to a break and we'll get back and do the podcast. I apologize. I apologize for ruining your You're podcast fine. again. There's absolutely no way this could possibly. This is never seen it. This is the podcast. Uh, never seen it is named after me starting an episode on time. We've never seen it happen. Um. <laughs> Hey, this is a podcast where comedians rewrite movies they've never seen before. Today, joining us once again, I mean, we I'll leave all that first part in. I hope but so. But we'll, otherwise, I'm, uh, you know, we'll be here tomorrow, and I'm a sovereign citizen. I have to go down to the DMV and uh, hold up my WGA sign. I'm, I'm allowed I'm holding- <laughs> to film here. I'm allowed to film here. That's my, f- okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. I love the. I'm allowed to film here. No one's saying you're not. I am so We're glad, tired. I am so glad someone else knows what my TikTok is going through. So, mine's all sovereign citizens and dogs being rescued. Oh, those are good. The, I can't sound, watch. I have a lot too, of sports yeah. betting. I have a lot of sports betting ones. Sure. Um, <laughs> like people like lose. Do you see the reactions of the like after their bets if they come? To yeah, pass? this guy Gavin, Gavin McHugh. I believe is his name. He has some great. He does these like no run first innings. You can't convince me that's not a, a character from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, he was at the precinct with Sam Rockwell, right? Exactly. I think that that at some point therapy will start. Your first session will be your therapist scrolling your TikTok feed. Oh, that's not good. That's brilliant. For 50 that, minutes, the therapist will scroll. And it's like, oh, I see here that... You could save so much time. Yeah. Mine's just going to be Southern cooks and big-breasted women in bikinis. That's all it is. It's, uh, but you learn a lot about someone. <laughs> <laughs> Southern cooks? So you cooks? like the cook for... Yeah, like... Random like guys down like in the bayou who like oh do you put have that? all the all the food in like these big containers yeah yeah, yeah. barbecue they're like hey have a barbecue make a little less. do you have that <laughs> white that white Texan the cowboy guy, the, guy who cooks glasses? Mexican food only oh, no no he's always like y'all we're gonna show you how to make enchiladas and then he makes them and all these people in the comments are Mexican people like those are the best fucking enchiladas I've ever seen in my life like it's just this huge white Mexican guy yeah. who's like I'm gonna show you all how to make quesadilla and he makes it and everyone's like that's exactly how my like 
grandma makes quesadillas and she lives in Mexico. It's in the most so authentic, right. least authentic thing that exists. My favorite dude is uh, this guy who puts um, Cajun spice on everything and he cooks like huge platters. And he'd be like, now what we going to do? We're going to make the roux and get the gator going in and everything. And they all be going to hydrate. And he always drinks like Bud Light <laughs> or Natty Ice and just chugs it through a funnel. <laughs> Bud Light, you say. <laughs> <laughs> so I meant to politicize that TikTok because someone got some once. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's really exhausting. It's um, exhausting. Thank, thank goodness we can talk about a non-politicized movie oh. like Dances with Wolves. <laughs> uh, Brandon is here oh, once shit. again. He's never seen Dances with Wolves. I have not. Um, what did you do last time on the podcast? I did Jojo Rabbit. That's right. Uh, that's right. It, it, you really, really avoid I keep political commentary, it. which I like. Um, I still haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, by the way. That's fine. I was going to, and then I saw Thor: Love and Thunder. I was like, I don't know if I'm a key watch. Don't let that deter you from it, but I could see why that would do that. Why would Thor? Same director. Play into it. Yeah, it's Taika. It's it's all Taika stuff. So, I've always I've heard mixed things about Jojo Rabbit. Where I'm like, I got other stuff to watch. Let me say this: I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Great. There's nothing to do with Thor. I wouldn't blame I'm Thor for my. That's a fair lie. That's a fair lie. <laughs> I, I Are you a say, lawyer? <laughs> I would say there was less Thor: Love and Thunder. I was. I watched the Guardians Galaxy three. It's. My, I loved it. I haven't seen. I loved it. I haven't seen. Here's it. my favorite part of the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Thor: Love and Thunder is a movie I've never felt more obvious. People telling you what to cut. It like felt. It's the only time I've ever seen a superhero movie in my whole life. I wish was longer. Ever. Mm. I watched Thor Love and Thunder, and I'm like, really wish they would have let the most accomplished actor of all time do more as the great villain. Yes. He's the god butcher. You literally never see How tight would it have been if the coolest villain played by the best actor was in the movie more? (laughs) Honestly, every superhero movie needs the villain in it more because all the best superhero movies had the coolest villains in them for a long time. I don't understand... And I this movie that you rewrote if is I was a distinct Mar- villain. If I was in Mar- <laughs> if I was in a Marvel or DC, if they ever let me create anything, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Hey, we're not going to build this franchise around the hero. We're going to build it around the villain. The villain is going to be our through line because yeah. that is more heightening. The good guy stuff, we can rotate those in and out. We yeah. know who to root for. Right. But creating a complex villain is so makes the movie. Isn't that what Disney is doing? Though? You do really like, gotta well, hope that nothing Disney. happens. Well, in they the, did it with. Uh, well, I mean, now they're fucked. But you yeah. gotta hope that Disney's, villain as a human is good. I was gonna say mm. they're fucked right now because they're. I mean, so clearly they thought Jonathan Majors. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a whole thing. But I was and, thinking about like Maleficent and like uh, Disney was doing like kind of those villain takes. Oh yeah, on oh, some but of the those classics. Were, but they and they did build the best. The best MCU stuff was built around the villain. They had the you know even like the the Infinity War and Endgame. I was going to say, say that That's why Infinity War I think is their best movie. It, as far as like impact and well, being once, great. Once shit, Thanos yeah. became a thing, yeah. that's when all of a sudden you were like, oh my god, this franchise is brilliant because yeah. all of a sudden they built one. I do villain think people retroactively exactly. are enjoying the old MCU more than they did when it happened. Everyone's like, all of them were great. And you're like, Thanos was yellow for like nine years. <laughs> like, Thanos had no eyes. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. voiced all weird. Everyone's very forgiving of things looking back and then very critical of them now. And Wait, well, but I, your honor, You're talking to someone who doesn't keep up with it very Your long. Honor, <laughs> I would say that when you fucking, and I'm, I, I have many 
There's my new. Here's my MCU superhero, Sovereign Citizen. When you fucking crush it like Infinity War, yeah. yeah. And, and when you and stick the landing and like and Endgame, when you yeah. fucking crush it yeah. like Endgame. Everything else is okay because you did it. It's really you, you yeah. told a complex story because of a movie. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Ant Man and I mean, there, there's tons of movies in there where you're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. But you most the Thor's. Ice, but once you know Endgame fucking crushes it like it does, you're like. Doesn't matter. I think, I mean, it's hard to tell, like, you know, like something that's doing so well to stop, but like Endgame really was a perfect. Because, no, yeah, yeah, imagine being like, you well, know how you just have like, that yeah. continuity again. That's the thing. Once Chadwick died, I was like, oh, yeah, like the continuity. It's also well, tough to tell someone to like, pump the brakes like, on a reach. billion dollars a movie. Well, but you don't have to pump the brakes. No, no one's saying pump the brakes, baby. We're just saying, <laughs> <laughs> we're just saying go over here and go, okay. What was Iron Man here? Yeah. Let's pick our villain and let's do that exact mm. same tale. Yeah. And, but, if you isolate, let's like, what was that? Three phases? Was that what the Infinity Saga was or whatever? Yeah. If you isolate the movies, Iron Man, good. Iron Man 2, fine. Iron Man 3, weird, but fine. Not a lot of, gr- it ruined a lot of great villains. Ultron, the coolest villain, gone in one movie, could easily come back. They, they really, the only, the best ones had great villain drive, with answer. the exception yeah. of like Ragnarok. Which ended up, I think, Hella is like one of the greatest villains that yeah, they've had. Yeah, she's great. Um, and but that play, and that's all the depth of that is from the shitty Thor movies, just building yes. up like family yep. and everything like that. And then Ragnarok's like a perfect storm of being incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's just all, the villains are always the Dark Knight. You know, you I get away out there, the coolest villain, yeah, Bane. Honestly, the problem with the Dark Knight Rises for me is I agree with literally everything Bane did. Like, I watch back, and I'm like, you should break Batman's back. You should make those senators run out on ice and drown. It should be, you should let the Scarecrow guy run whatever well, government you have. I mean, oh, that's... you think darkness is your honor. <laughs> <laughs> that movie aged so well, it aged poorly. I mean, hmm. it's a great mo- I mean, to me, what makes a great villain is you understand their perspective. Yes. And they and that's what Nolan did so well with all of them. He explained oh, yeah. why the Joker mm-hmm. was the Joker, he explained why everybody was doing what they were doing, and it was brilliant. I think that the Batman with the uh, Twilight with Pattinson, Pattinson, I was on the Riddler side, even when he was shooting people a little bit. <laughs> maybe not at all but literally until he's like in that arena i'm like this guy knows what he's doing this guy's i can see why this guy's doing all this and then he's like shooting people and i'm like who are those people well those are his I, radical followers remember and i that's I, me i've said it once and i'll say it again i like the batman I it, loved yeah, it's it. great i loved it i didn't great. think anyone disliked it oh but i a think a lot of people dislike it yeah. your honor did they think it was too short <laughs> I do, but the, a lot of people thought it was too dark. Uh, actually, it, it, also, I mean, the, I mean, to waste the penguin like they did. I mean, don't get me started. Are they making a whole penguin series, show? Yeah. yeah, but nobody's gonna watch the show. It's um, um, it's streaming on Crackle Premium. I think everyone's gonna watch it. It's it's how it's, much is that? How much does that run? Eighteen ninety nine a day. <laughs> <laughs> but it does come with Quibi's entire archive. So if you want to watch a game show I didn't make, um, we, okay. So you did this movie. What? <laughs> We're oh, thirty minutes yeah. into the podcast. Um, Brandon, you're on here. Jojo Rabbit, you did the first time. Yes. Um, this time you did Dancing with Wolves, which I don't think we've ever done on here, which is crazy. Yes. This is a huge movie. This was is in it? that phase when Kevin Costner um, saved won a lot everyone of Oscars from for stuff. This, right? I think he did win a lot of Oscars for this. Okay. I don't know how many he you can win. win. He won two. <laughs> Best actor he and actually, even better he at acting. Won. I don't know. Who knows? There's no way to find out. Can I look? They didn't even write that <laughs> stuff can down I look back or then. Am I no, the you can look it up. 
Uh, but this is Kevin Costner. What <clears throat> Dancing with Wolves? This this Field of Dreams, Waterworld. These are all happening around yep. the same time where he whispers at people. And the postman, uh, the po- <laughs> JFK, JFK, um, where he, he, he was tor- huge. Was he, what did he play JFK? No, he was an investigator, right? Uh, who was JFK? I don't know. I never saw that movie either. I've been working on this bit about the, uh, uh, well, it's sort of in this whole head brain disease situation, but I talk about the presidential fitness test. Did you guys do the presidential fitness test? Basically the bit is I think to be president, you should have to do it in front of everybody and how, mm. I don't think, you know, how many push-ups could buy, you know, because in the you want to see Trump do the pacer test. And you, JFK invented the presidential fitness test and how so that worked out for off, him, right? you know what I mean? Oh. Um, okay. Let's see him do it now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you find out if Kevin Costner won an Oscar for Dance with Wolves? I think this won Best Picture. It did win Best Picture. Picture. It won Best Director. He was only nominated. As best Ironically, director. Marlon Brando came up and accepted the award for Best Picture for this. Really? <laughs> oh, no, that's just that's, a, that's, that's a such deep a good, Oscar. God, God, that's such a good <laughs> joke. God, that's yeah. such a good joke. Didn't that that was that, called mumbles with lines? Did that young woman though? Didn't she come out and reveal that she is an indigenous? Wasn't there a recent controversy? This about sounds that? like a plot to the Sopranos. Oh, that's this sounds like a plot to the Columbus Day episode of the Sopranos. Such a fucking like. <sighs> I don't he, know. Yeah, what what he did was great, and it was. She great. might not have been indigenous. I think she was a sovereign citizen. She was um, a sovereign. <laughs> and she's allowed to film there. I it's I love old Marlon Brando stories where it's just like he hid the lines around on set so he could read them in the middle of takes. It's like that's, that's fucking. You have to be so good at shit to care that little. That's like Kobe's taking ninety eight shots oh, in his last oh, game to score sixty. Oh, the, <laughs> the Brando stories are incredible. I mean, even now, I mean, like you hear about some very well-known actors who I know people who've worked with who they're like, they have an earpiece in. Mm-hmm. They never learn yeah. their lines. They're being fed the lines the entire Meanwhile, time. Meanwhile, I write this entire podcast, all this banter and everything ahead of time, uh-huh. and I have to, I hire Aristotle to hold cue cards up. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Conan cue card guy during the strike writing down every single thing. Hey, you're employing people, and that's something. Mm-hmm. That's true. I Serving the economy. Um, Doing great work here. Sir. So dance uh, with... We talk about because we talk about Marvel. We talk about this. Dance with Wolves is one of these huge Oscary movies, right? This is like the Oscariest type of Oscar movie that exists, which is like white savior, big outside shots, beautiful thing. What do you bring to Dance with Wolves, having never seen it, to write the script? Is there anything you want to proceed? Um, I've gotten to know quite a few indigenous people over the past year or so, which is great, like other writers and stuff. So I definitely feel like I was probably more culturally uh, conscious and sensitive. Than when they were creating this movie? Really? I hope I can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you, you wow, it says it. exterior blanket factory. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> it doesn't. But um, I don't know. I've never seen the movie. I've only heard of it. I know it's part of like uh, Kevin Costner's. Like, I think this is like a, he really had a run there. Yeah, and I think this is like, like, the most. And he is acclaimed. currently on the biggest show on TV. Didn't he quit Yellowstone? It's shut down. Right? It's over. Well, There's no way that show had writers. I never watched it. <laughs> it's, they riff Yellowstone. I watched <laughs> all of season one, started season two. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Costner's as famous as it gets, especially with the people who would watch network television. He's, He's one of the seven or eight actors my dad could name. I would also mm. say that Kevin I mean, Costner is, one, is an all-time great, knows what he does, does it well. Does it really yes. well. Does it yes. leave his pocket? No. No, he really, and he that's great, pocket. and that's how you can become an all-time actor. Mm-hmm. There's very few people... Do it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very few people do it all and are that famous. 
Kevin Costner kind of does what Tom Cruise does. Yes. Which is plays his style. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I tried to thing. watch that movie where he's one of the cops chasing after the mobsters. That was on Netflix and 10 hours long. You guys know what I'm talking about? Unforgivables? No. It was a pretty new about? movie where he's oh. like chasing after like Bonnie and Clyde or something. I don't Costner? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how good it was. <laughs> is us I, almost knowing the title of it. Um, I haven't seen a Costner movie in a while. And watch me try to hold my rage, as I say. I'm sure the biggest issue with Netflix's finances right now is the writers. No, no, it's spending $270 million on that movie. I'm sure if we looked at the budget of that movie, the biggest expense was the fucking writer. Especially because they riffed it. Not the seventh lead who you, for some reason, made an A-list actor. I also learned that you can't, if you're credited as a writer on a movie, you're not allowed to improvise on set right now. I learned this reading about Deadpool 3. Or what's this, the Deadpool that they're working on right now? Yeah, yeah. So I was I was about to have to, I, I, there was a chance I was going to film something uh, this past week, and then I didn't have to. But part Go of it. Go off. I know, it was a little sad. But part of it was I, I can't improvise on set. You have to do exactly what the line says. Mm, yeah. Because then I'm technically scared. Right. Yep. So yep. I was like, I have to. And I was like, that's going to be hard with the earpiece in. Hard with my earpiece. <laughs> I don't learn my lines. Especially because you wear like an ESPN Sports Center earpiece with like the coily thing yeah, that yeah. goes back. I wear in. these. I wear these uh, <laughs> full on cans. They let it out in post, right? <laughs> nah, you couldn't edit someone completely out of something in post. <laughs> Tell that to Crystalia. Tell that to Coca Cola. What's that? They were talking about you in that commercial. Uh, it's okay. You've told that story on yes, here before. Yes, 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 yes. That's so um, funny. I didn't even get my own reference. That's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are now 37 minutes in. <laughs> I love oh, it. good, baby. I love it. I'm having a good time. Uh, we will... Yeah, we'll do the script and then we'll go to a commercial break. I think that feels fair. Then having two ad breaks before we do the podcast. Um... <laughs> Dancing with Wolves, so you bring in this. You, you bring in, like, uh, more sensitivity. You, but you understand, does this movie ever come up amongst writers in any capacity? No. I'm wondering how often... These are There's a lot of huge Oscar movies that never... How often do people talk about The English Patient? You know what I mean? There's, like, huge Oscar movies. you got to be a huge Oscar nerd, I think. Like, really ingrained in, like, the awards and, like, the prestige and stuff like that to know about movies like Dances with Wolves, English sure. Patient... Dr. And plus, Shibagio. we don't like that. We don't like to have uh, free healthcare rubbed in our face, so we don't talk about any English patients <laughs> in the United States. Dances with Wolves is a genuinely good movie. Is you it? have seen it. Yes. I've never seen it before. I have seen it. It is very good. It's like okay. a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it isn't like an Oscar movie yeah. where you're right. like, where you're like, I. It's get not like it. where you're like, this won't hold up, and after yeah, five yeah, minutes, no, no, Dances with Wolves, like you'll enjoy. It. So do you okay. think? Okay, well, let's uh, let's get into the script here. You That's can been cast a long time it since I've seen it. However, you'd like. And right. uh, then, then we'll go ahead and do it here. Okay. Uh, so I'll do, like, the directions. And then, uh, Kyle, if you want to be rich Great. and the chief. Great. And you, sir, if you want to be. Navigate these accents. Uh, Brian and Nashka. Nashka? Yes. Love that. She'll pop in. And then I'll be Brad and reading the directions. All right. Exterior woods dusk. The sun fades into the background of the beautiful and tranquil woods. The crunching sounds of dirt and sticks is heard as we pan down. Brad, 18 white toughest nails, walks along a dirt road alongside a toad named Rich and a rabbit named Brian. The trio hum a song together as the sound of drums is heard ahead. Brad's ears perk up. Sounds like we're close. What kind of ceremony is this? I'm not sure. Nashka didn't tell me too much when I saw her in town last week. I'm surprised you saw her. Her things are heating up between her tribe and the sheriff. Yes, I heard that too. 
but I'm glad that she took the risk of coming into town. I never get to see her, so every moment. Why don't you just tell her how you feel? Because I'm white and she's, you know, Indian. It would never work. Bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of rabbit that just said bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people wouldn't think Rich and I would work, but here we are. And together we raise an amazing, considerate young man. Thanks, Dad. If you like this girl, Bradley, that is all that matters when we get to whatever this is. I want you to stick up for what you want. A white man should never... This is going to be a fun isolated sound clip. A white man should never have to hold himself back from what he desires. Hear, (laughs) hear. You're right, Dads. I'm going to confess my love to hear. To her. We better move in the direction of those fire beats. Please don't say fire, Dad. (laughs) Brian hops off towards the drumming with Brad and Rich close behind. They shuffle through bushes and come upon a gathering circle where several indigenous men and women sit in front of a ceremonial fire. A band sits outside the circle drumming and playing wooden flutes. The chief, 50s indigenous, stands up and puts out his hands to the band. They cease playing. The chief turns to the rest of the tribe who anxiously await his word. You're a chief. Oh, yeah. I just wanted everyone to anticipate the voice I was going to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Today is a very special day. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, I I didn't mean to wear this hat. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm not wearing like a headdress. It's a Kansas State Chiefs hat. I feel like on audio saying it sounded like the line was, I didn't mean to wear this hat. I'm wearing a Kansas State Chiefs hat. Today is a very special day. Every father dreams for this day. A day of reflection, of appreciation, of love for family and for the future. The chief holds out his hand and through a bush appears Nashka, 18, indigenous, beautiful. She is dressed in tribal regala as she takes the chief's hand. The chief beams back proudly at her. Nashka appears unsure of herself. Today is the day that the honor. Today is the day that the honor wedding my beautiful daughter is given. Beautiful. Well said. It will be given. To a man who exhibits great strength, compassion, and rhythm. And you cannot fight the rhythm. That's right, Bear. (laughs) Now. (laughs) To all the men who feel they are worthy of my daughter, Nashka, rise. A handful of mostly shirtless men, indigenous, stand up from their various spots in the circle and approach the chief and Nashka. They each try to catch Nashka's eyes, but she remains committed to keeping her eyes focused on the ground. Very good. Many men are stepping up, and I appreciate that. Wait, Kicking Bird? Kicking Bird, rocking long hippie hair and a Nirvana shirt, stands in front of the chief. He looks curiously back at the chief. Yeah, chief. You're already married to Nashka's sister, remember? Oh, yeah, right, right. Kicking Bird sits back down. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, anyways. The man who can compete complete the task at hand will be given the honor and the privilege of Nashka's love and devotion. Isn't that right, Nashka? Yes, I'm... So excited to marry one of you. Yay. One of the competing men named Buffalo Chill pumps his pecs. I look forward to showing you what else I can pump up. You. That, that is a bit gross, Buffalo Chill. Sorry, Chief. The challenge put before you men is... The Chief suddenly claps his hands. Within moments, an elderly man appears through the darkness behind the Chief. A growling wolf walks beside the elderly man. The men competing for Nashka each show signs of fear and trepidation as the wolf bears their fangs. Be scared, motherfuckers! As many of you know, it is not just important to demonstrate your ability to provide for my daughter with your strength, hunting skills, and moisturizing best practices. 
alloy and cinnamon mixed with a little bit of deer urine is my secret. You are out. <laughs> Fair enough. The random competitor sits down as the chief nods to the band. The band begins playing a rendition of Rhythm as a Dancer. Behind all of this, a saddened Brad drops his head at defeat. She's being married off? That's probably why she came to see me, to say goodbye. But why invite me to her tribal wedding? It seems really cruel. Or seems like an opportunity for you to tell her how you feel. I can't disrupt her wedding. Yes, you can. I interrupted your father's wedding to tell him I loved him. It's true. I was supposed to marry a salamander. She was too damn feisty. What am I supposed to do? You step in there and you fight for your girl. Your father's right, Bradley. Get in there and fight that wolf so you can be with the love of your life. You're right, dads. Brad steps away from Rich and Brian and walks through the tribe towards the chief, competing men and Nashka. Surprise and excitement appears on Nashka's face when she notices Brad. Who you be? I be Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you doing here, white man? I want to compete for Nashka. Oh, you want to marry my daughter? I do. And you can be the first to try and complete the challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, calm down, white guy. <laughs> the chief shoes the other bit Good away. Price. I just scabbed that riff in there. I was going to say, is this scabbing? What we're doing here? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'm definitely. <laughs> we're making lots of money. I'll up. be reporting. <laughs> we're recording this in February 2023, <laughs> right, yeah, everybody? Yeah. yeah, actually, we're recording this March 9th, 2020. Going to be a fun year. <laughs> <laughs> the chief shoes the other men away as he does this. Nashka flashes Brad a smile. His heart warms. The wolf slowly approaches Brad as the chief takes himself and Nashka away from them. So you want to dance, huh? Is, is that what we're doing? We're dancing? What do you think was going to happen? That we fight to the death? How stereotypical. We're not savages. Bradley slowly puts a pocket knife back into his pocket. The wolf hops up on their hind legs and begins <laughs> breakdancing to the band's music. The wolf ends with a head spin. Impress the tribe. <laughs> Chief cheer. Brad responds with the moonwalk and pop a lock routine that ends with a death drop. Reluctantly, the, tri the tribe applauds at the impressive routine. Brian and Rich cheer from behind. The dance battle goes back and forth for several rounds, with the wolf and Brad continuing to elevate the difficulty of their dance moves. Nashka, Brian, and Rich watch Brad proudly while the chief can't help but admire Brad's determination. The wolf performs a jackhammer, which proves to be a showstopper. <laughs> they, complete, they complete it to raucous applause from the tribe. Woo! Brad, dressed in sweat and exhausted, turns to Rich and Brian, who send him looks of encouragement. <clears throat> Brad takes a deep breath and closes his eyes. Quick cut to eight-year-old Brad sits on a couch in a wooden shack between Rich and Brian. Brad is enthralled with MTV dance videos on the fatback TV in front of them. Cut back to exterior woods. Brad's eyes pop open and he proceeds to perform a perfect air flare into a head slide. Everyone is shot. Nashka enthusiastically applauds Brad, prompting the rest of the band, including the chief, to stand to join. Brad, satisfied, stands up and walks over to Nashka. I'm, uh, I'm glad you came. Me too. I'm guessing that this means you like me? Nashka, I just dance with a wolf. I don't just like you. I love you. <laughs> He's a poet. Of course he was meant for her. <laughs> The tribe cheers as Brad pulls Nashka into a loving embrace. They kiss passionately as his cheers and music rise in volume. Rich and Brian admire this moment from afar while the wolf walks back into the darkness, but not before turning back and nodding respectfully at Brad. The wolf disappears. <laughs> the wolf then disappears into the black abyss. The end. Great job, everybody. So I'm going to take a gander and guess that Dances with Wolves is not like this. What if I told you it's actually basically beat for beat that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I, I had say fun. Kevin Costner and I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what Dances and Wolves is, play a couple games when we are back from this break. All right, that's the break. I mean, you can do stuff if you want. One second. Give me one second. All right. <clears throat> uh, it's called Tower 7. I'm not sure what he's Googling. Replying to my fucking wife. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, reads a tweet about Zach Grinky. Her fucking <laughs> lovely mom and stepdad are in town who I very much enjoy, and they might come to my show tonight. Wow. Oh. Go off, King. It's a family Sorry affair. to say it, but sometimes I find them enjoyable to hang out with. <laughs> They're honestly pretty great as in-laws go. Sorry, everyone. The jacket is off. <laughs> wow, it's going to be hard with this video continuity for me to edit that into the beginning now that the jacket's <laughs> off. Uh, okay, I think I have, also, I have not seen Dance with Wolves. I think it's long. I don't know who has time for that. I'm trying to watch nine episodes of a TV show. How long is Dance with Wolves? I don't it's know. definitely two and a half I just hours. like to say stuff to see how fast Danny can Google things. Because <laughs> I remember, do you remember like a... The back in the day with the VHS, the two tapes. Was it a double tape? No, I think it was oh, a double tape. Wow, it's long. Yeah. Wow, so everyone was right, How but you there it? for a minute. I was wrong. It's three hours. In nineteen ninety, when did this come out? Uh, came out in. 1990. They really need to do this thing when they talk about how long old movies are. They need to be like, this is two and a half episodes of The Sopranos. That would get people <laughs> to watch it. This is like binge watching three episodes of Game of Thrones. You're like, oh, I do that twice a day. I feel like a lot of times, if, if if you if you didn't say movie, if you said it's a limited series, I think people, like, this mm. is just a limited series. You can break yeah. that Because that's what uh, Quentin did with uh, The Hateful Eight, the expanded version. He just broke it up into, like, a series. That's very true. It's yeah. like five episodes now. Which I like. Just do that. Yep. But back in the day, they used to have intermissions during movies like this. Which I which want. They need to bring that back. Uh, they should bring the intermissions back because everyone wants to do. Don't give me a free refill on my drink. Avatar, list. Avatar fucking two. I went to the bathroom 75 times. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you only missed a quarter of a percent of the movie. I'll tell you. I loved it. They could either do the intermission or just do like, do they make, <laughs> just do little toilets instead of seats. <laughs> What if we give them that as the joke option so they do the intermission? Because they don't know. they got to reel it well, back in. Meet us halfway doing intermission. Great ideas. I know. Great ideas. What if you have- I know. Trust me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what if you had little pods I, inside of the theater? I, the, oh, the, yeah, the Lyric Hyperion like, yeah. is doing intermissions in their comedy shows now. Hate that. It depends on how long it is. And if you, they give you the option. I actually some just, I actually just did that. some shows in London, and mm-hmm. they make you do an interval, they call it. Well, but that's for the, ex- the exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was doing a, a storytelling right. show. It makes me laugh. Give me a fish pounds. Sorry, it's a British money joke. No uh, I was doing a storytelling show in Queens, and it was at a coffee shop, and like we had a really like we had like a consistent audience and mm-hmm. stuff, like at least fifty people every month. And then the owner like sat us down. It was me and uh, Mike Feeney. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and, uh, I love Mike Feeney. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, can you guys like incorporate like a intermission?" During your storytelling show, and this, mind you, the show the show runs like seventy five minutes, maybe. not long. And he's, and we're like, no one's just getting multiple coffees and teas. You mean just at for sale? Right. He wants you to go back up and grab another yeah. jasmine tea. It's but, crazy to me to have two names. I'll tell or you Aladdin tea. I'll tell you who is. Uh, <laughs> um, you guys know Ismo, the comic Ismo. Mm-mm. No. Top ten right now 
in, in all of LA. In height? Okay. If not higher. Unbelievable. An absolute freak of nature. Nice. Um, really cannot recommend him enough to everyone. He's doing very well, and he doesn't need my support. But uh, he's huge in Finland, where he's from. Mm. So he'll do two to three hour shows when he's back there, and he'll do an intermission in the middle and then just come back out and continue. I, I, I think he told me That's, that, and I was like, that is breathtaking. I That's have no comfort. I wish I could have. I think in, if your show is over two hours long, it needs to have an intermission. I, I just think, or it needs to be the type of show, variety, maybe there's song, or there's something where people can move freely without feeling interruptive. Right I think sit still and you're close to other people's chair. If it's not, especially if it's not in a theater. Like I did a, a show that was predominantly drag and then some comedy and some music, and it was at, um, what is it called? It's one of those, it's like a Soho House type of place. Okay. Um, and it was great. It was like right around two hours, but there were some acts that it was sort of like, this is sort of a thing where you can move and go get another drink and blah, blah, blah. Because the venue, that's where they're making a lot of their money. And why they're willing to do things there. Yes. Um, speaking of uh, puns, I'll figure out something and put it in post right there. It's like a <laughs> pun or something like that. Maybe if you guys have any ideas. <laughs> um, we got I just a couple froze games. so hard. Be yeah. like, what pun? Just we, got a, we got a couple of games we're going to play here on the podcast. Those classic <laughs> podcast games. Can I have a, you I, can have either of the instruments you want. It felt weird to bust the tambourine out during Dances with Wolves script, so I just left I it right there. Um, this first game is called Before and Afters. Get ready to play Before and Afters. Good. That sounds good. That sexy as hell. Um, before and Afters, how this works is two movies are smashed together into one movie. I will read you the smashed together plot. This fucking game. You tell me the smashed together title. Okay. Uh, I want to give a shout out. These titles were written by some folks on the Discord for the podcast the Discord is at basically just a big message board for fans. If you're listening, you can join. It's free. You come hang out. You chat with fans of the show. They actually built a robot that'll play this game with you, so you can play the game against the robot. Uh, it's at fart.kylairs.com. We'll give you a link to the Discord. Discord's an intimidating word on the internet. I love Discord. It's basically just a big message board to hang I out. I love Discord. Um, and then they, people talk about other stuff, food, recipes, pets. You don't intimidate me. TV, movies, all that sort of stuff. Beanie babies. i got to give a shout-out to Moist and Cheez-Its Christ. Which I believe are their usernames on there, not in IRL, which is a, a show that Carson Daly hosts, Internet Request Live. It'd be more Carson Weekly at this point. Um, no one's having a good time. Speaking of puns, oh, you know what? I'll put that back in there. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I will read you the plot. You have to tell me the smushed together title Wolf of Wally Street, Saving Private Silverman, Fargo, Argo and Fargo. These are sort of examples of where we can live with this. Here we go. Number one. In the dead of winter, a bounty hunter and his prisoner find shelter in a cabin inhabited by a collection of characters, including a hopeful white rapper. Hateful Eight Mile. Hateful Eight Mile. I knew that that one, when we talked about the Hateful Eight just a minute ago, I was like, I got that one sitting in there. All right, good job working together. Danny's got his Florida (laughs) blinders on over here. (laughs) Wasn't even close. (laughs) What were you thinking? I was like, like, okay, Bubba Fett. I was really on Bubba Fett. And then did you said white rapper again? I was like white rapper, and then and then <laughs> M- you M- an eminent domain. Yeah, um, that would have been good. That was a pun I put in a Daily Show packet that I wrote one time. Was about how uh, an eminent domain is when white people take over land for oil. Oh, that's a great <laughs> joke. Um, <laughs> thank you. Good. That's what they didn't say. And did you did you get hired? Yeah, yeah, I work there right now. Wow. I just started writing there yesterday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't going to believe it. <laughs> they are paying not great, but I didn't have to do very much paperwork at all, and they just pay me on Venmo. Wow. Um, number two, 
Two idiot roommates journey across the country to return a briefcase full of money to a baby elephant who can fly. Ooh. Dumb and Dumbo? Dumb and Dumbo is correct. Yes! I put this, built this whole arm here so I could do the instrument. I wasn't doing it. What that's, a fucking moment. That's so funny because for some reason I was thinking Operation Dumbo Drop, and I was like, wait, that's not. Operation Dumbo Drop Dead Gorgeous? Mm-hmm. Write that down, Kyle. All right, here we go. Those are the warm-ups. Now we get into the three difficults. Oh, shit. Oh, really felt like I was good there. Yeah, I didn't we know were, that was, I was like, oh, uh, we got one more. Yeah, we're yeah, good. I thought we're we were good. pretty good. A new servant arrives and charms both the Queen of England and her close friend before being haunted by a child-killing clown. Okay. Wait, read that one, one more time. A new servant arrives and charms both the Queen of England and her close friend before being haunted by a child-killing clown. Downton it? No, it is not Downton... Down ten it? Uh, it's obviously it. We know it. We yes. have it. Yes. So then it's just the what? The servant thing. I know the ser- new what? servant arrives. Some sort of British show. Servant charms. Both, it's a movie. Both the Queen of England and her close one. So, you know, Queens is a better name for London than London. Um. <laughs> Stop distracting me. I'm trying to crack this. <laughs> Good point. Good Servant point. to the Queen of England. Flushing queens used to just be called drops off the back of the castling queens. Do you remember a movie about the Queen of England? This no, I a, got nothing. This is a big Oscar movie that people don't remember. Oh, uh, it's not. It's not the um, the movie with Emma Stone. Is that the? Can you give me a clue or something? What was that movie where uh, the? No, that was the King's speech. The Queen won Best Actress Oscar for her portrayal of the Queen. Oh, what's so the Queen in it. No, no, no. What, what, what's that? Um, what, what's that? Oh, fuck me! It's like uh, the Queen <laughs> and it. <laughs> the King and it is a really fun movie. That's a but, fun combination. What? Uh, fuck. All right, we are looking for the favor it. I. That's what I was asking about because I was trying to think of the Emma Stone. That's why you didn't answer me, right? Yes. And because I couldn't remember she was Emma in Stone, it. Olivia Cook. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I, I would yeah. never have gotten that. I, right. I didn't see the favorite, so. It is 16 to 16. The first ones were 16 points each. Oh. Oh. Okay. So you guys are tied. I didn't know we were competing. I was working with you. A pool hustler <laughs> attempts to make a comeback after teaching his protege, but the two awaken a long dead ancient Egyptian emperor. The color of the mummy? Mummy? I'll give you that. The color of mummy. The color of mummy is what we were looking for. Bang, bang. You're at 16 and a half. That was a 0.5.1. Wow. Tough. I love the color of mummy. I think that's a great one. That's, that's a it's fun to say. One. Especially since I haven't seen the color of mummy, actually. I wasn't even close. What were you thinking here? I had nothing. I was on Scorpion King. <laughs> I figured you were. I don't know why I figured you were. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me and wake I say, I say it's got to be wrong. Settle the Scorpion King? I was like, I don't know. Uh, Final one. The famous author researches his novel about the murder of a Kansas family and is assisted by a smooth-talking ladies' man who is a hero to his neighborhood after standing up to the evil fast food-making Lecter Corp. The second one was a hard movie to describe the plot, too. Jesus. I know the first part. Can you read the second part? The famous author, the Kansas family, is assisted by a smooth-talking ladies' man, a hero to his neighborhood after standing up to the evil fast food cigarette-making company, Lecter Corp. What was that stupid movie, um, No, uh, Thank You for Smoking? Is that the movie that uh, potentially might be involved? It wasn't that movie about a smooth-talking guy who fought against the... The movie's about, like, a lobbyist for the cigarette yeah. company. Mm, I was wrong. It's the first part. I know the first part. So then it's just, like, 
And feel free to say it out loud. <laughs> you said Lex Corp? Lector Corp. Out. It's so Lecter funny. Feel free to help out your opponent. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, we can work together if you want. And cold, sorry to bother you. No, that's not. It's not. This is a tough one. We were looking for Capote Tang. Capote Tang. Capote and Pootie Tang. Shame on you. Capote Tang. Right, shame on Jesus Christ. Is the book, but is Capote the book, is yeah, the movie fuck. about the authors. Capote Tang. That was tricky. That was a tricky one. Because I also like hate Pootie Tang with a, a passion. So I've actually not seen it, and it's tough to Google the plot and write the plot of that movie. <laughs> it's, a lot of like comedies like that. You're like well, the yeah. plot is just kind of a funny guy trying to be funny. You know what I mean? It's tough exactly. to write down the plot. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it for before Capote and after. The current score is sixteen and a half to sixteen. This next game we're going to play is called What's in the Box. Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? Who's in the box? This game is called What's in the Boxed. Uh, I will read you letterboxed reviews of a movie. You have to tell me what movie their reviews for. They will start obscure and get more and more specific, but the longer it takes to guess, the less points it's worth. You only get one guess per movie, so if you guess wrong, you're out. These are Quentin Tarantino movies. I'll give you a category. Imagine I didn't narrow it down. It's any movie ever, and I'm like, funny. Okay. Okay. Um, so okay. these are Quentin Tarantino movies. Once again, five points if you guess after one, then four, then three, then two, then one. But you only get if you're wrong, you're out. You ready? Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Yeah. That he directed. I know that. Is he? Are we? Here it comes. Do does Kill Kill Bill Volume One and Two? Could those be two separate movies, or is Kill Bill just going to be one thing? They uh. Will be two separate movies, I guess. Mm, okay, good to um, know. See? Thank you for asking that. That was question. a good question, right? That was a good question. Um, these are all this just the different parts to the Hateful Eight. This is <laughs> Hateful Eight Part Six. Um, here we go. Once again, remember you don't have to guess until like if you guess wrong, you're out. So you don't get it. Here we go. It took me over a month. Are you both familiar with Letterboxd? I figure yes. Yeah, yeah. At this point, right? Social media site. I people played are, this game, and that's the only reason yeah, yeah, why. Yeah, I know here about we go. It. What a Letterboxd review. Hello. This took me over a month to watch. One and a half stars. <laughs> All right, here we go. Big ass cell phones, four stars. Jackie Brown. It is not Jackie Brown. Wow. You are out for, out for this round. Poster sales in male college dorm rooms after this movie went up four and a half stars. No guess. No. Do I get to? No, you're out. Oh. Bruised Willis, five stars. I'm embarrassing myself now. Bruised Willis. I can see why this movie is, this is the last one for one point. I can see why this movie is so highly regarded with such insightful lines of dialogue as, mmm, this is a tasty burger. Pulp Fiction. It is Pulp Fiction. One point for Danny puts him in the lead. I got it in my head. I got it in my head. I got it in my head. All of a sudden, I was like, if I think of the wrong movie, I'm embarrassed. But I got a point. I'm still above you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help. Uh, here we go. What Quentin Tarantino well, movie? You, all you did was go like this. I was like, I mean, he's saying this. Bruised Willis. Yeah, I was like. Here we go. Because that's the only movie he did with Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did Tarantino <laughs> do Live Free or Die Hard? No. Um, what tar- Tarantino movie is this for? Try not to say mommy challenge failed. Five stars. The action is the dialogue. Five stars. 
nearly convinces you anime is actually good. Five Kill Bill stars. Volume 1. It is Kill Bill Volume 1 for three points. 19 and a half to 17. The other reviews are, imagine losing a 1v88 LMAO, and I think owning a giant truck with the license plate pussy wagon should be grounds for dismissal for your job at the hospital, but that is simply not the reality of George Bush's America. <laughs> That's funny. Didn't he actually drive that car for a while? I think he drove that around Hollywood. Tarantino did. Probably. The yellow pussy wagon. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Final one. It is 19 and a half to 17. For five points. Not to sound like a cheesy old white lady, but this shit is breathtaking, bro. Five stars. Okay. I fucking hate it when film bros are right. Five stars. I really hope this isn't the movie I think it is. Listen to me for three points. Listen to me. I don't care what your sexuality is. If the scene when he walks out with the baseball bat doesn't make you come untouched, it is Inglorious Bastards. Three points for Danny. Five stars. (laughs) The other reviews are, this is 100% historically accurate, and Bungiorno. Oh, shit. I'm just glad it wasn't The baseball bat. The baseball bat. Potentially an all-time line delivery by Brad Pitt. Bungiorno (laughs) is so funny. It's the funniest thing. That movie is great. It's It's a great movie. Great. Great plane movie. These are my, uh, uh, Inglourious Bastards and Kill Bill 1 and 2, those are my two favorite Tarantino things. I, I lump the Kill Bills there, but those are my two favorite. I love the Kill Bills. You know, I actually, I, they, they were on the plane the other day, and I, I watched Inglourious Bastards, but I was like, I gotta watch both Kill Bills. Do you know who was supposed to play Eli Roth's character? Who? But scheduling? Was Adam it Sandler? Sandler? Yeah, Sandler. yeah, that is right. Could you, is Sandler with that baseball bat? That would have been That's crazy. the best scene in the history of yeah. movies. Oh. Uh, because he would have played it. And he would have played it right. It would have been funny seeing Chris Rock and Kevin James there just because of his writer. <laughs> but I think. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that there's like. I mean, now that like Hustle and um, the stupid uh, Uncut Gems, like now we. Like Adam Sandler's clearly. The stupid so good Uncut fucking, Gems? I couldn't think of the stupid name. Oh. <laughs> I loved Uncut Gems. Uncut, uncut Gems. No, no, you didn't. You thought it was stupid, and that's the only sound you've ever said about it. This is how I would. I um, thought it was good, and I thought Kevin Garnett really gave a great performance. Kevin Garnett was very, very good. Also, that was uh, written with Kobe Bryant in the script. Oh, really? And not right. Kevin Garnett. And they wrote, they originally, imagine you have to do all of that reality timing around mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and then you have to adjust it for Kevin Garnett and figure out all of the basketball game references that and makes, everything the entire time. That makes a lot of sense, because the if he had gotten Kobe's ring, like, think about how much money he would have had to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That would have been insane. Garnett was great. Yeah, he was good. Was um, right. And right. supposedly Rajon Rondo was supposed to be in it, but he didn't show up. Wow, uh, <laughs> pretty crazy that Rajon Rondo passed on something. Uh, all right, our last game we're going to play. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, wow. Guess what movie trailer okay. Kyle's dad is describing okay. having only watched the trailer okay. and never having heard of wow. the movie This game is called Guess What Movie Trailer Kyle's Dad is Describing, having only watched the trailer and never having heard of the movie The Game. How it works. He has heard of the movie The Game. He, um, but he hasn't heard of them, this game. Lower My least favorite to David Fincher movie. Really? Mm-hmm. It, Good one. it is also the least Fincher feeling David yes. Fincher movie. Um, that's why I dislike it. I do so think much. it's all right though, but it I, it's definitely my least rewatched David Fincher. You know what I love is Panic Room. I fucking mm. love Panic Room. I haven't seen it since the first time I saw it, but I do remember loving it. Yeah, in Panic Room, what they do is they talk closer to the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she gets her voice all through the young Kristen Stewart. So good in that movie. Oh yeah, people don't always remember daughter, that's right? her. Yeah. Yeah. She's that like Kristen Stewart? 15, 14, 13. Is that Jared Leto and uh, cornrows? Jared Leto has cornrows in that yeah. movie. 
Um, Forrest Whitaker is in that movie. Yeah. Forrest <laughs> like, Whitaker, I remember. The cast yeah. is insane in that movie. That's yeah. that's a casting that aged well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, almost like if you cast good people versus A-listers, you uh, actually get a better movie. <laughs> Not to be confused with AMC's A-list, which is a great program. Uh, my dad does, watches a movie trailer, describes what's happened. You have to tell me what movie it's a trailer for. Can okay. be any movie ever. Here we go. Okay. Some intense music. He's running down the street and has a black eye while he tells us what to choose. There are some wild camera angles. The trailer is introducing us to characters. That guy shot the dog with a BB gun, I think. A bunch of quick shots of breakfast and a milkshake. Now he's playing pool and hitting the guy with a cue. They all have those accents, some wild colors, and Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. Now the train pulls away and they're standing there, and the guy says to choose life. <laughs> oh, now he's getting my mom to turn the voice memo off. That was oh, that w- adorable. Yep, but I have no idea. This is for point six points. Oh, that's big. Um, had a pool cube and beat someone with They is what threw me because I had it as, I had it, so in my mind it was John Wick. That's why I was thinking too. And then, and then he said they, yeah. and that threw me. Plus Siskel and Ebert. Mm, Which stops around 2000-ish. Yeah, so it's got to be an older movie. I'm thinking about pool table. I mean, I'm thinking like a black as hell movie, and I don't know if that's. I'm thinking in too deep. There's no way it's that. It's not dead precedence. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about anything that has pool in it. I'm trying to think of anything that has like one like they uh. choose. I choose to live. You said I choose life. Choose life. Mm. All right, guys, we are looking for train spotting. Never would have got Train it. spotting. No. Do you want to give one more go? Sure. Yeah, 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 please. Okay, here we go. I got one more program in here. I got one once. It was the best moment of my life. Okay, another trailer with those shaker instruments. This general store employee has a nice shirt. So is the other guy's denim jacket. <clears throat> I'm not sure they are actually friendos. All right. So there's the mustache man, and he's got some money, and his wife has a bad feeling. This other guy is limping around with some helium. Everyone is looking. No country for, for old men. It is no country for old men. <laughs> Today's winner with twenty point one points. He's been walking around with some helium. <laughs> like, you mean a cow prodder? <laughs> no, no, no. That's helium. That's helium. That's helium. Is that the cow thing? It's the cow thing. Okay. <laughs> that's how the cows float. I remember I had no idea what that movie was going to be about. And yeah. isn't the opening scene where he kills that dude? He's like holding him down, yeah. like strangling him, and the feet are all over, the, making the, the scrapes and stuff like that on the floor. So that's good. the opening scene. What a fucking great movie. Um, Brandon Collins, the winner today. Hey, you, you, you are allowed right. to promote projects here on the podcast. Perfecto. All right. Uh, well, folks, if you like my uh, movie 
Prowess. Um, come check out Medium Popcorn. Nigga spoiling the movies. It's a Rotten Tomatoes acquired podcast. Uh, it's funny. It's goofy. But we also tell you what, whether or not a movie is worth your time and money. So check that out at MediumPopcorn.com or all your favorite podcast applications. But I'm really here to uh, promote Drunk Black History, which is a show that my friend Gordon Baker Bowen and I do, where we talk about historical black figures or events that have not gotten their due. In our perspective, uh, you can get tickets at drumpodcastry.com. We're going to be celebrating Juneteenth on Sunday, June 18th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. But if you're not in New York, it's all good. You can join us live stream. It's at 2 p.m., so it's an early show, brunch time. You still have time to celebrate Father's Day. Again, drumpodcastry.com. And you can follow me at American Collins on all the social medias. Awesome so much, guys. Thanks, Brandon. Danny, anything you want to tell people about? Great plugs. What does this come out, young man? Uh, Tuesday. This weekend, I will be at Dallas Comedy Club in Dallas. Good name. It's a pretty straightforward name. I'll be at Dallas Comedy Club. Uh, and then uh, Sunday, I will be in New York City at City Winery. Couple, oh, nice. couple tickets still left for that. Would love if you guys came. Uh, and then, in general, uh, follow me on social media at Danny Jollis. I have a, two specials on YouTube. One called You Choose, which is a choose-your-own-adventure special. Pretty fun. And then... Last but not least, but most important, uh, and more than ever have I seen this on podcasts, stand-up comedy is like hockey. It is fun to watch on TV and TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, but it is so much better in person. Go see live stand-up comedy and do not see anybody who posts more crowd work clips than actual stand-up clips because crowd work is not fun in actual person. Go and find a comic who actually does stand-up comedy and go support them and f- support this art form. Go watch live stand-up comedy. You will be so glad you did, I promise. Where are you from? Virginia, bruh. Just doing some crowd work. Um, <laughs> Virginia, more like stupid butt, duh. Yeah, and, uh, that's, and that's fun when you watch it on Instagram, yeah, but it's, but it's a nightmare. Terrible. Especially when it's in the living room with the laugh track. I, Thank you guys so yeah, much oh. for listening. Uh, we will have a, we've been having a lot of fun out here. I do trivia nights sort of movie trivia sort of with secret movie club where we do movie trivia but i also have a bunch of subjective questions in there i think the last ones was like what author should get carried or no what author should get miseried uh oh, what's wow. jared leto's email password stuff like that and then we do regular <laughs> trivia and we play some before and afters and games from this podcast secret movie club that'll be the last january 26th june 26th january jesus june 26th which is the last monday in June, that will be uh, at secretmovieclub.com for tickets. Also and then the Monday before my birthday. Ooh. Hey. That'll be your subjective question. Should it have been? <laughs> and then I'm doing a couple shows about my brain disease, one in L.A., one in Kansas City. L.A.'s at the Lyric Hyperion on June 12th. Kansas City's is June 28th at The Ship. Um, Instagram at Kyler's. You can find information on those. Thanks, guys. That's it for myself, for Danny, for Brandon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you know, once again, kyleairs.com, you can see information on those shows in Kansas City and a bunch of shows here in Los Angeles. And hit me up if you got places I should come do shows. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Find us on Patreon slash Never Seen It. Instagram and Twitter, Never Seen It Show. Um, find us on there. Thank you. <laughs>